world's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, it's one of those days, man. Am I up and running okay there, Spence? Everybody hear me all right? You're good. Folks, I got up this morning and I must have had an earthquake or something. I always run down, uh, power, power up my multi-million dollar studio. I walked down there today and uh, something had crashed in my studio. My monitor falling on top of the... Anyway, welcome to the Coach Dave Kitchen. I've had about five minutes to get this get this together, so I'm sorry that you're getting maybe a little bit different look than what you uh, what you normally would get. But we're going to go hard with it here the best we can. And man, I just had I, my wife and I, Michelle, sitting over there. Uh, those of you who have been in my home, I'm at the kitchen table, and Michelle's sitting over there by the fireplace. So she's rarely can she be so close to me when I do the show. So that's kind of a it's kind of ple- I I don't know how to get better light for you. I'm not I'm not looking very good here. Anyway. Look, I think I think I got a good one coming today. I think I got a good one coming today. So Myra, pray us in. Get this. Let's get this thing. uh, Gather my thoughts. Uh, Hey, you don't want to miss this one. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, coach. So it is written and the reading today is going to be from Ephesians 5, 1, 2, Four, that is Ephesians 5, 1, 2, 4. Be ye, therefore, followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once mm. Let go on, it, go. I'm just grunting here. That's all. I just grunted. Let it not be once name among you. Fornication, uncleanness. Look at this. Covetousness and fornication. And covetousness is as bad as fornication and uncleanness. Somebody tell that to our government, will you? They are the height of covetousness. Go ahead, my brother. Amen. Yes, coach. Let it not be one's name among you. Not one time. Not one time be named among you. I got my monitor working now. That's why I came to life here all of a sudden. Go ahead. Yes. As becometh saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather given of thanks. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, if I if I had been prepared, if I knew Myra was going to do this, she probably did tell me. had a busy day yesterday, busy night last night. Uh, I'd have done a little bit of research on this because, listen, hey, hey, hey. Foolish talking. 
foolish talking. Now wait, does that mean we're not allowed to have fun? Does that mean we're supposed to be pickle-faced all the time, dill pickle people, not having any fun, not saying, oh, no, no, can't say that. No, 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 that's, that's not what it's about, folks. That's not what foolish talking is. I don't have time to go into that. Maybe I'll do a show on that tomorrow. But because we don't understand linguistics, which is the meaning and use of words. Remember, we did a show. I wrote a commentary, change the words, change the world. And unfortunately, a lot of what we find in the Bible are not words that are the same as were 1,500 years ago when the Bible was put together. The evolution of words. Filthiness in this scripture does not totally relate to filthiness as we would see it in America today. You with me, folks? You with me? <clears throat> so we have to be careful in that aspect of taking the scriptures literally, although I take the scriptures literally. But we have to be careful with words of the scriptures taken literally in today's vernacular, right? Really, really critical. They've changed the words, they've used the words against us. I'm a bit distracted here today because I got, a, I got a lamp here, I got a lamp here, I got a computer here, I got a phone there, and I'm trying to make sure that I'm coming across okay, all right? So, so bear with me here a second. Myra, thank you for that. Before I get into what I really want to dive into here, anything from, the, from, uh, from Mel or Craig or Glenn, we got a lot of stuff going on, folks. We're, we got a lot of stuff that's going on. And I want to make sure that I give a due time to those who would like to talk about it. And if that would be Bobby or Glenn, or uh, that would be Dennis, or that would be uh, Craig, anybody, right now, let's run down through the calendar what we're doing. I'm having a hard time of seeing who has their hands up. First guy, go. Anybody. Okay, uh, this is Glenn. Just wanted to remind uh, the men who are coming Friday night to make sure to RSVP to Dennis in the email that was sent out last night. Uh, okay, so we can get an idea uh, of how much food we need for those that will be attending. Uh, so please send, send us an email if you're planning on coming, and I hope to see you there. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good night. We thank uh, Pastor Tom Gill because uh, Sky High's booked, so we couldn't get together up there. So uh, Pastor Tom Gill is going to let us use his. Uh, you'll love his place, so we get to use that to, uh, on this Friday as well. And yes, I will. Going to get up early in the morning. Yes, I'm going to be at Gettysburg uh, early Saturday morning as well. Looking forward to that. Just got as I said, a lot of balls in the air. Mel's got her hand up. I think. Go ahead, Mel. Yeah, um, nothing new on the website except for I would love to add some more logos of different organizations, churches, groups, um, ministries. Um, you know, if, if you know of a group, or if you, we should all be recruiting. Anybody that wants to join, send me the logo, and I'll add that to the bottom of the, um, the action. So this is kind of the beginning of building um, an action that I believe is going to last long, long beyond September. And um, we're just going to keep growing the, the groups um, over time. So thank you. Thank you, Mel. Again, folks, go to the Liberty Action Network. Help me here. I'm a little bit distracted because of all the technology that's going on around me here, okay? So, listen, if you've got uh, uh, you got some questions, you should be able to find it at the website. If you can't find it at the website, email us. Uh, everything going on there. Craig's got his hand up, I think. Let me, uh, let me matriculate. I think that's what. Let me matriculate over here. Craig, go ahead, brother. Okay, so uh, walk through uh, where we're going to be staying at Middle Creek Manor, and uh, we got two rooms left, two beds in each one. So, if you want a bed, get uh, get onto the events page on Coach's website and sign up. Um, facility's really, really nice, and we got a lot of nice activities planned, and we're going to eat well. Amen. And, and Craig, for those <clears throat> who want to bring a camp, uh, a sleeping bag, this they can register there as well. Is that right, Craig? The beds are gone. But sleeping you know, bags, that kind yeah, of stuff are available. Well, now we got four beds left. Okay, we got two rooms, two individual <laughs> two rooms. rooms. Okay, and so right now we got twenty-two uh, people. Of course, I'm going to be in a camper and Rusty on the site. Uh, they'd allow us to do that. And then we got, you know, David Hebner. He's going to be off site, and John Diamond. You know, there's going to be other people there. But as far as the facility, if you want to stay on the facility, then there's two rooms, and each room has two beds in it. Amen. Good, great work, Craig. Uh, boy, I, uh, Michelle, 
we got a, we got a busy week. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I, I love it. I, I love it. And I want to, uh, any, anybody else for the good of the group? Because I want to, I want to, I want to dig in to something here. And, yeah, uh, one thing, one, yes, one thing real quick, coach, I'll, I'll go ahead. Looking further out on Hell's Weekend, Halloween weekend. I finally got it on the calendar last night. We're going to have another spiritual warfare out here conference in, uh, uh, Millersburg, Pennsylvania, on Halloween weekend. Uh, we got Tom Dunn coming out talking about satanic ritual abuse. I got uh, Ketterman that's going to be speaking about the secret societies controlling your lives everywhere in America and uh, <clears throat> human child trafficking in everywhere in America. So we're going to be busting out Hell's Weekend. Uh, and, so be and looking Bobby, for more Bobby, information. Bobby, that. That's Hell's Weekend. That's uh, October. It's up on the calendar yeah. now, I think. So, listen, folks, I'm going to tell you this. And I'm, I'm going to talk. I'm going to corner Tom Dunn. I'm going to cal, uh, corner uh, uh, Ketterman. I'm going to corner Reggie. I'm going to corner, uh, what's her name, Stephanie. I'm going to corner every. Because, listen, <clears throat> here's my promise to you. I'm on my phone. i got to get close here. We're going to teach you how to cast out demons. I'm tired of talking about it. We're going to actually do it. You hear me? We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Because when we leave, we're going to be equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And I'm, I'm just saying this publicly. I'm not mad at anybody. just telling anybody. I'm tired of theory and no application. Boom. I, I, I love Tom Dunn. I love Russ Dizdar. I love hearing what they talk about. But when we leave there, you are going to have been trained, somewhat trained, in how to actually lay hands on people and cast out demons. Anybody want to learn to do that? Are you tired of just hearing about somebody else and how they do it? Or do you actually want to be able to do it? Or even a better question, are you able to do it? Or is that something only for the ones anointed to do that? Amen, Coach. So I give you my promise that this will be a hands-on, do-it event. You cool with that, Bobby? Hmm? Absolutely. We need warriors in the arena. Because uh, Listen, I already believe in MK Ultras. I already believe in that stuff. I already believe in demon possession. I already believe in it. I don't need to go hear Tom Dunn prove to me. I already believe in it. Show me how to wield that sword. That's what I want to know. That's my promise to you. That's what that's what this huddle is going to be about. I'm fired up this morning. I got I got up this morning fired up. Anybody else for the good of the group? Go ahead, Mara. Yes, Coach. Um, yes. Um, thanks to Mel, Greg, and Rusty. There's going to be plenty of food because their family is getting involved in cooking. I spoke yesterday to Rusty. And also, um, I want to just bring to our attention of uh, the wonderful uh, Brighton meeting um, broadcast. I invite everybody to see it. Um, coaches, um, Brighton show. Also, um Tonight at 7.30, we have our prayer with the Christian Revolution. So I invite everybody to join us in Jeremiah 29, 11. King, uh, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. All right, let's move on then. Let's move on. All right? Let's get this thing done. Because I've been, I've been really, I'm really yelling now. I am because I'm not in my studio. My wife's cowering over there in fear. <laughs> Like I'm barking at her, right? Michelle, where's that picture? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to go somewhere. I had a chance last night. Uh, actually, two things. Uh, we snuck over to Planned Parenthood yesterday, and uh, they didn't open up until noon. I got there early in the morning. We were there about, uh, I don't know, we got there early. And uh, it's always an honor to be reunited with Flip Benham and, and Rusty Thomas. I haven't been with those guys literally in a couple, maybe three years. I don't know. Uh, these are, uh, these are, my goodness, these are doers of the word, not hearers only. And I was able to film my uh, Brideon show from right there at, on, on scene at, at, at Planned Parenthood. I don't know if anybody at Brideon had ever done anything like that. And I did a 20, about a 22-minute interview with Rusty and then about a 22-minute interview with Flip. And that's what Myra is referring to. It's posted now. Folks, you ought, you ought to watch that. You, to, uh, you know Flip Benham, Reverend Flip Benham, is the one who baptized Norma McCorvey. Norma McCorvey 
was, is Jane Roe. Right? Jane Roe. Flip Benham baptized her. He, he tells a little bit of that story on, the, on that uh, Friday on video from, from yesterday. So I encourage you all to, to go there. And uh, Rusty also anointed. So last night we were together again at the, at, uh, the event that uh, hosting down at New Beginnings. And I had the chance to speak to the group. It was my chance again last night. And I just want to share with you something uh, to, a day as a, a spinoff of what I talked about last night. Because I, I was sitting over my chair this morning. I was doing my show prep. And I said, uh, Michelle, I said, I'm not feeling anything yet. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not, I don't have a direction yet. This was before I knew my computer was busted. Uh, she, uh, I said, I don't think. She says, well, what about what you talked about last night? And boom, Vinny, the Holy Spirit came alive inside of me. So I want to I I share that with you here today. I wanna, I wanna, uh, Michelle, I don't know how I did this on this phone. Michelle just sent me. I, I don't have, I can't do that picture because I can't get on my phone. Well, maybe I can. Uh, anyway. Bear with me. I've been, I've been so burdened. Is that the right word? It's not a burden. I've been so electrified with, for about a week with the statement that I asked on the show the other day. What do Christians do? First of all, please bear with me a second. I apologize. I like to look into the camera. I'm on my cell phone. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, there's nothing worse than have somebody talking to you and they're not looking at you. So I'm doing my best to try to look at you talking about it. But I've been burdened with, again with the thought, what do Christians do? What do Christians do? And uh, I was prompted this morning. I was talking, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie it together. Stay with me here in a second. But I was really prompted this morning Michelle, what verse is that? Revelation 20, verse 12. Can you, can you pull that up for me? In fact, I'm going to need somebody else to read. Well, no, I can, I can see it there. I can see it there. Because uh, we've been taught something that's not true, friends. And I want, to lay it, I want to lay it on the table before you now. And for some of you, it's not going to feel good at first till you think about it, all right? When we ask, we've been, ta we've been taught in the church that there's absolutely nothing required of you other than to believe and submit. That, that Myra read it yesterday, that our salvation is a gift of God and not of works, lest any man should boast. So the idea that you could get to heaven based on good works is not true. We all know that. You do not get to heaven based on good works. But the church has taught us that works don't matter. Somebody say amen, so I know I've got a good crew in here today. Amen. 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 Huh? The Bible tells us you shall know them by their fruit. And the fruit, uh, I would think, is probably works. It seemed to me that's what it is. You know them by what they do. And so when I've asked the question, when the Holy Spirit prompted me, really for about three or four days now, to ask that simple question every day to myself, uh, what's evidence of Christianity? What is it Christians do? Uh, we still don't know, do we? And because we don't really know what Christians do, most of us don't really do much. Because we say, well, coach, a, a Christian isn't what I do. It's who I am. Perfect. It is. So now that you're a Christian, and that's who you are, what do you do? I went to school to became, become a, a public school teacher. I graduated from four years of college and got my master's degree because I wanted to be, become a teacher. I, was, I, I wanted to be educated to become a teacher. And once I became a teacher, I then started to teach. I did my gift. And if you are born again of the Spirit of God today, and you're on your way to heaven, what should you be doing? Boy, I wish I could get on Larry King Live and ask this out to, to America. Make every Christian in America answer that question. What do 
Christians do. And then I get the emails and people say, well, well, coach, coach, uh, this is, you're talking about works. We're not supposed to do works, coach. It's by grace that we're saved through faith, a gift of God, lest any man should boast. So coach, quit pounding your chest about your works. I'm not pounding my chest about my works. I'm putting you on the field and saying, hey, tackle that guy, will you? By the way, when you tackle that guy, that's works. <laughs> that's works. What do football players do? They tackle people. That's works. What do plumbers do? They fix, they fix plums. They fix pipes. That's what they do. What do electricians do? Why? They do, deal with electrical stuff. That's what electricians do. Wait a minute. Are electricians allowed to pray? Are electricians allowed to cast out devils? Are electricians allowed to baptize people? Well, yeah. But we got to be careful. Because your church is going to tell you, Coach, that's works. Man. Jesus was a carpenter. Pardon me? Jesus was a carpenter. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'll get you there in a second, Susie. I got I to gotta lay the groundwork here. So I was sitting right over there in that chair doing my show prep. Michelle came up, gave me a cup of coffee, and boom. She asked me that question about what I talked about last night. And I said, you know, sweetheart, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, we don't think works matter. The church has told us that works don't matter. We are saved by grace. I am not saved by my works. Paul uh, Was it Paul, Dale, somebody, Peter? One of them said, show me your faith and I'll show you my works. Isn't that, isn't that in there somewhere, James. folks? James, Jesus' brother, James. Jesus' brother's James said, listen, you show me your faith, and I'm going to show you my faith by what I do. I'm going to show you my faith by my works. But you go to church every Sunday, well, most of you used to go to church every Sunday, and hear from the pulpit that works don't matter. They don't matter. We read yesterday, was it yesterday or two years, days ago, Myra said that we are saved unto good works. Where was that, Myra? Do you remember? Saved unto good works. In other words, when you get saved, there's something you're supposed to do. You with me? I'm sorry if this is stepping on your toes and your theology that Pastor Billy Bob told you that you don't have to do anything. It's by grace that you're saved. See, I ain't talking about being saved. Ephesians I'm talking about... Uh, what is it? Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10. 2, 2, 2.10. Pull that up there again real quick. This is a review, but it's important. It's all over me. For we are his workmanship created in Christ unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in good works. Isn't that what it says? Anybody think I'm twisting the scriptures here? Hey Sheila, am I Christian? Don't let me twist the scriptures here. Heaven forbid I would do that. No, no. We're saved created in Christ unto good works. So I still said some people still don't get it. They still don't get it. So I said to my wife, I'm, I'm, I'm backtracking. My, I'm sitting over in that chair, and Michelle was sitting over there. And I said, well, honey, where is that? And I said, that's Revelation. What is Michelle? Revelation 20. Revelation 20. 20. Oh, man, I got stay with. I got to get this out. Somehow with that, I got to get this out. So this is Revelation 20. This is at the end of time, basically. We're all standing in front of Jesus at the great white throne judgment. Actually, we're standing beside, we're standing in front of his father and Jesus Christ is our advocate. Don't miss this. Verse 12 of Revelation 20. I gotta help me out of here, Spence. See if I can move my phone. Well, what happened? It just hit something. Just, just, where is that thing? Hang on, hang on. There it is. Let me get back over here. And I saw the dead, great, small and great, 
Whoa. Ah. That'll shake your theology. You mean they're small and great? Huh? And I saw the dead, small and great. Why would, it, why would that say small and great? Why wouldn't it say weak and great? Why wouldn't it be strong and weak? Why would it be small and great? They stood before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. Sit down. Sit down. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. I'm making some of you nervous. See, you are saved through grace. If you've received Christ as your Savior, you're going to go at the white throne judgment. You're going to, we're all going to stand through there. Say, so, hey, Spence, can you go down to Revelation 20, verse 13? Can you expand this a little bit? I'm going to let you get in here because I know some of you want to fight. I don't care. Because look, we're all standing before God. Great white throne judgment. Let's start it again here. Can I? Verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Now, hang on a minute. Oh, I went. And the sea gave up their dead, which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead, which were in them. And they were judged every man according to his works. Mm. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me this is an awards assembly? Did you guys ever go to a high school awards assembly? When at the end of the season, everybody's there, the parents are there, the grandparents are there, and they're going to hand out letters to people, and this guy did this, and the coach is going to stand in front of everybody, and he's going to say, hey, uh, everybody got their letter. Everybody got into heaven. Everybody got into heaven. But at the awards assembly, there's a most valuable player. There's a most improved player. There's a best defensive player. There's a best offensive player. There's the best offensive lineman. There's the best defensive lineman. There are all league players. And you know what happens at that banquet? Awards are given out to those who played the best. Somebody say amen, because I know you're not picking this up. Amen. Amen. <laughs> they are, listen, amen. they're all at the banquet. They all got in the banquet. You say, Coach, there you go, preaching that works gospel. Hey, dude, can't you read? Can't you read? You're going to be judged out of the things written in the books according to their works. By the way, you might get judged a 10. Somebody might get judged a 4. Somebody might get judged a 5. But you're all in heaven. You're all in heaven. This isn't a salvation thing. This is a reward for what you did with your time here on earth. Isn't that what Myra just read? Didn't she just read that? We've been saved unto good works. Isn't there a parable in there someplace about the, uh, what kind of servant was that wicked servant that went and buried the coin, didn't do anything with his salvation? I, I, somewhere in there, isn't it, Dale? Somewhere in there, Jesus gets mad at this dude who was saved and didn't do anything with it. He, could, he calls him an unjust, wasn't it? An unjust servant? Called him a wicked, lazy servant. Wow, 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 wow. But see, I've been told my whole life it works don't matter. Hmm. So uh, here's what I'm asking. I'm going to ask you. I'm, I got enough. I got, hang on. Some of you still aren't with me. When I go to the awards banquet, 
I want to be on the All-Star team. When the postseason awards are handed out, I want to be all district. Mm. Is that is that prideful? Because it tells us right here that we're going to be judged every man according to how many tackles he made and how many passes he completed and how many yards he gained and how many tackles. Yeah, are you with me, friends? Are you with me? Because so because we look at the white throne judgment as only damnation, condemnation. Oh, no, 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 no. This is an awards banquet. And everybody's there. Oh, man. Luke. Is it Luke 20? Try that real quick. Luke 20. I think, Lord, let, let me be right here. I'm heading somewhere. Somebody encouraged me to say, Coach, this is, this is unbelievable. Wait, somebody encourage me. Praise the Lord. This is, uh, Coach, you're, you're right on this morning. I'm saved by grace. I'm saved by grace unto good works that I'm going to be held accountable for when I stand before him. Does anybody think I'm stretching that? Anybody think I'm twisting the scriptures to say that? I don't mm. think so. Go down to about verse 12. I think, I think I'm in the right place. See, I had all this before my computer went nuts on me again. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. 22, maybe. No, no, no. It is. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Watch this. Okay, good. No, keep going. Uh, uh, show me Ben. No, no. I'm, oh, is, what did I say? Luke? Somebody talk a minute. I got to grab my B-I-B-L-E. That's the book. Michelle, grab my B-I-B-L-E. What did I speak on last night, Michelle? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Get it for me. Hurry, hurry. Woof, 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 woof. Over here, right over here it is. It's Luke 20. I know this. I know this. I got, I got to show you this. Go ahead, Susie. You had your hand. Oh, man. Go ahead, Susie. Go ahead. Got your hand up. But don't break. Don't you dare break the flow. Go, Susie. <laughs> Never mind. Amen, coach. You're spot on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I got to get this out of me, man. There's an, there's a, folks, there's an unbelievably thick anointing on me. Bear with me a second, okay? Uh, where do I want to be? I want to be in Luke 20, verse. Where is it, Lord? Luke 22. Oh, Luke 22. Would that be it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Luke 22. I'm sorry. Hey, bear with me. This matters. Bear with me. Luke 22. And let's go to uh, verse 28. <clears throat> this is, you need to go back and read all this because I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, this is, this is all important. Okay. But here's what's happened. Jesus is sitting around with his disciples. Uh, just the night he's being betrayed, actually. He's about to be betrayed. He's sitting around with his disciples, and he overhears them talking about who's greatest in the kingdom. Verse 23. Go to 23. I'm sorry. Hey, folks, they lied to, to you. They lied to you and told you that works didn't matter. They lied to you. So they're sitting around. He's about to be crucified. And they began to inquire among themselves. Jesus just told them one of you is going to betray me. And they began to inquire, who was that? Who's he talking about? Who's going, to, who's going to betray? And there are strife rose among them, of which of them would, oh my goodness, Lord help me. Which of them should be accounted the greatest? They began to argue. Oh, I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and boy, I was faithful to him. I, I'm the man. And he said unto them, Jesus heard these guys doing this. And he said unto them, by the way, notice this is not a direct quote from Jesus. This is a paraphrase, basically, of what Jesus said, right? And he said unto them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. A benefactor is somebody who gets something out of serving. It's a benefactor. Benefit. They get a benefit. And he said unto them, but you're not so. We're not like that, boys and girls. But he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. And he that is chief, as he that doth serve. For who's greater? He that sits at the meter. He that serves is not he that sits at the meat. But I'm among you as he that serveth. And ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. And 
I have appointed unto you a kingdom, as my Father hath appointed unto me. These are saved boys. Are you with me? They're saved. Whatever that means, because Jesus hasn't gone to the cross yet. But they're saved. He said, I appointed you a kingdom. That you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on the thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Why are these guys assigned very important positions in the kingdom? Well, they're being appointed very important positions because they have, dare I say this, earned them. They've earned those positions. All right. And then Jesus turns to Peter, Simon, verse 31. And he said, Simon, Simon, remember, he just told him, you're going to be in heaven, dude, and you're going to be judging kings. <laughs> Relax. I got this thing covered. And he said, hey, Pete, before that happens, the devil's going to attack you like you ain't never been attacked, dude. <laughs> Satan has desired that he might have you, that he might sift you like we. By the way, Jesus obviously granted permission to Satan. He said, Satan came knocking on my door and said, can I have that Peter guy? I think he's a phony. And Jesus says, hey, dude, better be. I gave him permission. But know this, Peter, I prayed for you that your faith fail not. Here's where I'm going. And when you art converted. Hang on a minute. Peter's saved, born again, but inconverted? What? He's born again enough that the Lord already said to him, Peter, you are as saved as a guy can be. All right, Pete? You're saved. I got you covered. Hey, Pete. You're about to get your butt kicked. The devil's coming after you, but you're saved. I got you, brother. I got you covered. And then what do you say? Paraphrasing here. You're saved, but you ain't all in. Because, Pete, you're just like those other guys. You're, you're in this gospel thing for be a benefactor. You're in the gospel thing for what you can get out of it. Mm-hmm. Because, Pete, you don't understand it. I'm, you're saved. But, dude, I'm preparing you for some works that you ain't going to believe. Now, what's Peter say? Peter said, you got the wrong dude. I'm never going to leave you. What are you talking about? I'm ready to go with you both into prison and to death. Works. And he said, Pete. You loudmouth, I'm telling you this, before the rooster shall crow this day, you're going to say three times, you don't even know who I am. You are going to publicly deny me three times. Peter's saved, folks. He's saved. Jesus isn't saying you're going to lose your salvation, Peter. He just told all of them, you got a kingdom coming. You're in the kingdom. You're gone, man. But, Pete, I got some special work for you that's going to require more than most people have to pay. And I want you to know, Pete, I'm going to reward you for your works. Does anybody see that but me? Hmm. And he said, where I send you, don't take a, don't take any money, don't take anything, gully, yada, yada, yada. But we know what happened, right? You know, Peter runs out and denies him. All the, all the disciples deny him. And what did he tell Peter to do? He said, uh, when you're converted, buddy, go strengthen your brothers. Go round up those boys. Go get those guys in a huddle, will you? And if we go on and we read through, I think it's Matthew, I've done 58, I don't even know what it is. When, when, the, when the betrayal takes place, when Jesus is, be, when, when Peter stands by the fire and denies three times, he doesn't know who Jesus is. Folks, you can't get more. 
in your face and that. I don't know him. We already said that if you don't deny me publicly, I'm going to deny you before my father that's in heaven. And Peter publicly said, I don't know the guy, all right? But Peter saved. And if you follow the scripture, Matthew, I think it's 28. I, I, I got it in front of me here. The last verse is that Peter, when he realized what he had done, he went out and wept bitterly. And I would posit to you right now that that was the moment of Peter's conversion. Peter was broken. Peter was saved, but living for himself. And the Lord, Peter, watched Jesus go to the cross. And Peter said, are you kidding me? This dude was serious. This dude laid it all down. And I've been worried about positions of authority and public acceptance of who I am and all the nice things that come with being on Jesus's team. And here he's gone and laying down his life. And Peter went over, sat down in the corner and bawled his eyes out. And he was never the same. In fact, if you follow the story, what did Peter do? He went and got all of the disciples. He went and got them all. Brought them back into the huddle. And every one of them laid down their lives. Folks, I say they were already saved. But they weren't converted. So the question we have to ask ourselves today, see, this isn't a debate. This isn't a question about whether or not you are saved. It's a question about what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with so great a salvation? Because I don't want to make you feel too uncomfortable. But we just read in Revelation 20, 21, whatever it is, that you're going to be standing before the Lord and you're going to give an account for what you did. Some of you making them by the skin of your teeth. Some of you will be, you'll, you just slide in the door and you'll be in paradise and it'll be great. But because of works, good works, some of you are going to help rule and reign. I could go on. I'm going to let you get in here. <clears throat> I'm going to say this again. You don't earn your way to heaven. It's a free gift of God. But every one of you, including me, will be judged by what we did with so great a salvation. What do Christians do? That's a critical question. Come on in, Jeff, then uh, Reggie. It's about time, Coach. I was Wait. trained to do what you're preaching today, and it's hard. Hey, quit never... complaining. I'm not complaining, complaining that it's hard. Hell, it's hard, dude. It's hard. They're going to hate mm. you. No kidding. No mm. kidding. Why, 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 why do we find that hard to believe? The Bible tells us all through the scriptures. They're going to hate you. They're going to hate you. They hated me. They're going to hate you. They're going to hate you. And then we're surprised when they hate us. Well, Coach, I practice it. I lay hands on people. I exercise the demons. I have the privilege and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to advance, to remove the demons out of his, his creation. It's a wonderful experience. People come to Christ and they have faith in God so strongly and they hunger and thirst for his word so they shall be filled. Hey, Outstanding. Jeff. Outstanding, Coach. Jeff, God bless you. You're just doing your job. Mm. Reggie, come on in. Thanks, Coach. And regrettably, I used to debate this with Protestants, and it was fun for me. I, I'm ashamed of it, but the justified by faith. And so I just want to permit me to read this, and then I'm done. James 2 21 through 26. Was not Abraham our father Hang justified on a minute. Hang by on a minute. Hang on. Get it up on the screen. James, what? 
James 2, 21 through 26. Go ahead. Was not, our, was not Abraham our father justified by works when we, he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? Yes, he, he was, because we still talk about it. Go ahead. Seest thou how faith wrought his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise, also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Let me act like Vinny. Boom! 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 Amen. The Baptist church you've been going to, that Presbyterian church, that Episcopal church, that Catholic church you were raised in, told you you don't have to have any works. You don't get there by works, brother. You don't, you don't get to heaven by works, brother. It's by grace. I get it. I get it. Hey, what do Christians do? What do saved Christians do? Clay, come on in. Yeah, if we're going to be working for the man, we better be getting us some uh, assignments. So we better <laughs> listen to the Holy Spirit every day, go to the written word, and go to God in prayer. And, and we need to quit thinking that we've got so many days left on this earth. Today might be our last day on this planet. So get your assignment and then follow through with the actions. Amen, Clay. Hang on. I just, I just unmuted myself here. That's what happened. Oh, there, I got rid of it. What do Christians do? What do Christians do? Folks, you're, you and I are going to stand before the Lord and be judged out of the things written in the books. I'm in heaven. Now they're trying to determine what my position is going to be when I get there. That's the way I read it. Well, I'm making some folks nervous because your Presbyterian pastor told you you didn't have to do anything. You're saved by grace, brother. Rich. Yeah, Coach, uh, 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 8, talks about the um, the awards banquet you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, let's go there. I, I have, yeah, he's, he's got it up. 4 through 8? No, seven, seven through eight. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's a laid up for me an awards assembly. I'm going to get a letter. I'm going to get a helmet decal. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Folks, he's handing out trophies. <laughs> that, that would be the day, that's the day you were talking about in Revelations. Yep. I believe. I think, well, well, it doesn't matter. I, all I know this is if you keep looking, you're going to find works all throughout the scriptures, all throughout the scriptures. Roger. Oh, Dave, here's my question. What is the definition of good works? Mm. Mm. See, I uh, last week had a friend who I took for his chemo treatment. Is that good works? Sure it is. Is going to the abortion clinic that's good works, is standing for Christ at the school board meeting. That's good. I mean, the definition of good works is very important because I don't know that it's it's isolated to a couple things. It can be a lot of scripturally based things. Amen. Um, I tend to think that we as, you know, kind of wanting to have more action type things, but is, you know, what is the definition of good works? I think that's a very important understanding because not everybody can do some of the things that you may do or I may do, but, you know, taking all my buddy to chemo treatment, I think is qualifies as good works. Amen, it does. But, but Roger, 
So does going to the school board and standing up and speaking against the forces of darkness. That'd be good works too, right? No, no. I think the problem has been in the church, everything has gravitated towards mercy ministries. Yes, sir. The yes, good sir. works, that, the, the idea of going to a school board meeting, um, going to a city council meeting, uh, raising the flag of Christ there, it, it's not emphasized at all as being good works. We that's don't understand. The, that's the problem. There's been no emphasis on any of those types of things as being good works. That's right. Have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. That is also good works. I would agree Amen. 100%. Amen. Amen. But we don't think that way, huh? In fact, we're trained just the opposite. We're trained those, to not do good works. I think those in the morning here understand it, but the I've never been in I've never been in a church service where I've been told to go to a school board meeting ever. <laughs> hey Roger, have you ever been in a church when the pastor stood up and said, "Listen, uh, we're going to the school board meeting, and by the way, if you don't come, you're in sin." No, <laughs> I have not. <laughs> But I would go with them. I huh? would be there. Because if, if we're serious that would... about it, right? If we're serious about it. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Roger, I'm going to get a crown. Now, see, look, when folks, when I was coaching football, everybody wanted to get a varsity letter. Do you know how you got a varsity letter? Here's how you got one. You had to play half of the quarters. There's four quarters in a football game. And you had to play in the game during half of the quarters of the season. So in a 10-game football season, there were 20 quarters, or I'm sorry, 40 quarters for each game, 10 games, four quarters, 40 quarters. In order to get a letter, you had to play in a half of the quarters plus one more. And a quarter was determined by two consecutive plays. In order to get a quarter counted, you had to be on the field for two consecutive plays. I gave you a quarter. And the guys kept track of their quarters because why? They wanted a reward. And at the end of the season, everybody who played 21 quarters or more got salvation. They all made it. But the guy who rushed for 2,015 yards, he got a bigger award. Oh, I'm stepping on your theology. Susan, come on in. Um, morning. I have a definition for what Christians do. Right. Um, short one, short and sweet. Christians are called to be demonstrators of the reality of God, and that can only happen through works. It can only happen through works. It can only happen through works, friends. When yesterday to the abortion clinic, Standing out there, there weren't any people going in there killing their babies. People going by, flipping us off, all this kind of stuff. Like, why does anybody want to have to do this? Because it's my freaking job. <laughs> I'm going to rescue women and orphans in their time of distress. By the way, a woman that goes in there to kill her baby, she's basically a widow. You understand that? She's a Her husband ain't there. She's a widow. She's going to go in, and she's going to save that orphan that child that doesn't have a daddy, that didn't stand up for him. And I make this proclamation, and I believe it to be true, 99% of abortions in America would end if men manned up and said to their wives, you're not killing my baby. All a woman wants is to be loved, be part of a, a unit, and because women have done it to themselves, saying, my body, my choice, they let men be irresponsible. Come on in, Jeff. Coach, isn't it amazing? About 20 years we've known Flip and Rusty. Think of the crowns that them boys oh, are going to acquire. God. Now, here's today's schedule for them. We're at the abortion clinic this morning. Back to Mount Vernon on the public square. Set up the PA system. Hammer some hard preaching on the square. Then they want to try and fit in Kenyon College. And then be back to the church tonight for another powerful service. I'm an incredible day. Yeah. Hey, listen, hey, Jeff, they're just trying to work their way into heaven. They don't understand they're saved by grace. And they can just sit home and they can go to heaven just like anybody else. 
these poor guys think they have to work their way to get heaven. You guys are such idiots. Such idiots. Dale, come on in. I'll say the, hi to Rusty and Flip for you, by the way, Dale. Oh, yeah, well, brother, amen. I, either that or I'll pick up the phone. Birds of the feather, we flock together. Amen, brother. Amen. Yes, sir. You know, brother, Matthew chapter 25, talking about those talents. All good gifts come from above. First off, going to the clinic, right? James says this, pure and undefiled religion is what? To visit the widow and the orphans in their distress. Tell me wow. what best distressful time. But when you read all of Matthew chapter that chapter 20, did I say 22? Whatever. Talking about the parable of the talent. Talents. God gives us talents, right? He gives us talents to do for his glory. And the ones who did do talents, what does he say? Well done. Well done means you did something. Well done my good and faithful servant. What is that? Is that he heard the voice of the father. He was obedient to the voice of the father and he did what he heard the father say and do. You mean he didn't say, well done, my faithful prayer warrior in the closet. Servants, enter into my rest. Amen. Joe Allen. Listen up. Works is mentioned 420 times. And 380 verses in the Bible. Is that right? Huh? And the six-foot icicle standing in your pulpit probably tells you that you can't work your way to heaven. Now, he's either doesn't understand it or he's being purposefully deceptive. Because the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that we're going to be judged according to our works. Some good, rewarded, some cast out didn't qualify didn't earn a letter that's the way i read it jack i'm sorry Roz. Roz and jack raj yes okay i didn't quite catch it hey coach let let me ask something here about the standards that we're measuring good works by that a, a teacher used to say are you doing good works according to your standards or the church's standards or to Jesus' standards? And you think about it, I don't, not raining on Roger's parade, taking someone to chemo, that's great. That's better than I've done recently. But he said heal the sick, you know, or if you're giving out hearing aids rather than, than giving them hearing, are we, are we able to believe for the higher level works Jesus has called us to? And then, Really, it comes around to if you're a Christian, what are you doing what the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do? What you can do, do a lot of good things. What do Christians do? What do they do? Jack from and then Janine, quickly. As as usual, our emphasis is on the wrong syllable. We focus on the don'ts instead of the do's. Yes, the so don'ts do. are important, but without the do's, the don'ts are ineffective. Amen, Janine. Um, can you put up the uh, 1828 dictionary and go to work, uh, the word work? Um, we tend to think that, um, our, you know, the standard of works, but go down to, uh, I think it's 14, morals. They only come from God. So there's a perfect... Um, yeah thing for work 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 number 14 14 working go down keep going down to 14 going down to 14 going down to 14 there it is in theology moral duties or external performances as distinct from grace works are moral duties and external performances good catch janine good catch claudine Hey, Coach, how about Matthew 10, 7 through 8? What is it? It says, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely (laughs) you receive and freely give. Amen. See, Claudine, you're trying to work your way into heaven. Randy, come on. Amen. Coach, there's a, there's a noun and there's a verb for works. But I'll say this. No faith produces no righteous works. Little faith 
produces little works and great faith produces great works. So if you have, if you're doing great works, coach, it's a sign. It's a proven that you are a man of great faith. Amen. Hey, what did, what did the great theologian Frankie Valley say? I'll keep working my way back to you, Lord, with a burning love inside. I'll keep working my way back to you, babe. Right? Works matter. God bless you. See you tomorrow.